I mean, I, I appreciate the sell from Ben Wagner in the radio. But uh, are you nervous? <laughs> no, not at all. I, I think I remember doing a Blue Jays talk after a Jays win. Can't be that. Can't be that long ago, can it? Huh. Seems after, like seems like a month and a half after last night. After last night, yeah. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five eight. It is Blue Jays. Yeah, it is Blue Jays talk. We did it. Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. We made it. Okay. <laughs> Seven nothing. The Blue Jays beat the Washington Nationals, uh, which is good. But Kevin, uh, I mean, this is kind of the way it's supposed to look <laughs> when you're when you're the Toronto Blue Jays playing the Washington Nationals, isn't it? You're supposed to string hits together and score a bunch of runs. Yeah, but I think it's with who they don't have in their lineup, and they're scoring seven runs with Kirky having three hits and three RBIs. Espinal had a couple of hits. Ernie Clement had a couple of hits. They had a combined six RBIs. I think that's sort of where you're going. Oh, you're getting that from those three guys, which you haven't really been getting, and you didn't sort of expect to even see two of the three probably playing a ton this time of the year. But this is circumstances where you're getting called on, and guys need to have good at bat, stay in the big part of the field, don't overthink it, don't try too hard. You got a couple of dudes there who are trying to fight for some playing time, right? And you could go up there gripping the bat a little too tight and not being able to get to some fastballs. Good for those three guys. Finally, Kirky. When's the last time you saw Kirky have a couple of A swings in a game? I I can't remember. I tried to sit when I was watching the game and think about when I saw Kirky have the A swing, which is if you're watching that at bat and you see the ball and you're thinking to yourself, man, he should have hammered that. It's been a while, and today I think he got a couple of pitches that we all thought you should be hitting to wherever that thing's pitched, and he's starting to do that a little bit. So hopefully he can catch fire, you know, do something here the last month of the season and help this team because of who they don't have. And, again, I mean, the the dude standing on the mound, it's, just, it's like Groundhog Day. Like they go out, they do their thing, they figure it out. Whatever it takes, I'm not throwing my sinker as hard as I normally do. Who cares? I'll throw more cutters today. The cutter was a little bit better, right? It takes the sting out of the bat. You get some quick outs. What did he have? He had four, three up, three downs. I mean, when Bassett's doing that and the cutter's there with the sinker, had 15 call strikes on the sinker. The curve, that slow curve is a big deal. You know, the sweeper's a little hit and miss. The other pitches are a little hit and miss. But when he's got the cutter with the sinker, get the change of speeds with the curveball, and then he can throw the slider, you know, backdoor that thing. He can do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it with those. And he had the big pickoff play with Ernie in the fifth inning to end the fifth, which is a big deal. Seems like Ernie Clement is calling that, right? That's not something that's, you know, been given from Bassett or Mm -hmm. Kirky. That's been given from the shortstop, which is just shows you where Ernie's at, right? That he feels comfortable enough in a big spot to call that. And they executed it. And that's what you're supposed to do. You mentioned it. You're supposed to do this to a bad team this time of the year. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised that we're coming on here t- talking about a win over the nationals. No, it should look this way. But given the way last night's game transpired and it is kind of funny, isn't it? Alejandro Kirk was the talking point last night because John Schneider didn't pinch run form. He was thrown out at home plate, the tail end of an A2 double play. Um, And then today, Alejandro Kirk, as you said, three hits and a sacrifice fly, Uh, two RBIs. Did that equal his total for the month of August? How many RBIs did he he have? He had three today. Okay, so there you go. He had two 
all of August and 50 Sorry, bats yeah, coming into right. today. So, he, again, this gets back to that A-swing thing. The, the the rotation with the lower half just hasn't been there. Like, it looks to me like, you know, whenever you're in the backyard and, and you're with your buddies and you want to impress and you got the tongue hanging out and you're swinging from the hip. That's sort of the way he's looked basically all season is he's trying to catch up to things. And it just looked like today that it was a little shorter. It was a little quicker. The rotation was a little bit better. The location of the pitch that he's swinging at was much better. Again, I don't want to say they they need him to have three RBIs every single time he goes out, but they need him to be a threat. Like, you know, the, the pitcher's worried to pitch to him, and they can actually put him up in the order and not have to hit him seventh or eighth or ninth, which would be a big deal, big boost for this team. It's a, it's a, good, little, it's a good little game for him to have some yeah. confidence mechanically and physically just to basically tell him, you know, I can still hit. Well, Everybody needs that. And let's face it, Alejandro Kirk, you know, to 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 really help this team, he's got to be hitting doubles because I mean, let's be clear, an Alejandro Kirk single is going to take it's going to take two hits to move him to advance him. And yeah, Marshall, it's a double. He should have scored on that easy. Barely made it to third. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's your point. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to be in the lineup, if yeah. you're going to be in the lineup, uh, that a sack fly too, which is a big deal, right? right? You with two strikes, you're putting the ball in play, your 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 at bats are dictated to what the situation is, what the scoreboard's telling you, where the dude's standing, how many outs there is, where you're trying to get a pitch to hit. All those things come into play and it just looked to me like that the mechanics were better. He wasn't thinking about it and he can actually throw barrel to baseball. Yeah, the bottom of the order really came through. Davis Schneider had another another game, a uh, couple of walks, two runs scored. The Jays win 7 nothing in a game where George Springer goes 0 for 4, hits into a double play, and was uh, 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. Vladdy was 1 for 4, scores a run. Yeah, a couple of, unfortunately, the kind of at-bats we've come to expect from Vladdy, a strikeout on a in an at-bat where he's ahead 2-0, and and then a uh, fly ball and on an inside pitch. Uh, I mean, he's not going to do anything, not going to do anything with it, but... You know, again, uh, Davis Schneider has been a contributor since he's been up here. You know, we kind of absolutely kind of we don't roll our eyes, but you know, you kind of never really Dave heard Schneider, of him. You never yeah. really heard well, of him. Well, and you Who? wait, you know, well, you wait yeah. for the you wait for the slipper to fall off, there right? You go. But uh, fingers crossed, it doesn't. It, well, I mean, you know, he he and Ernie Clement both seem to have an approach. I mean, you talked about Ernie Clement at the plate, how he was a and 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 before we go to the the college, explain to me. You're watching Ernie Clement. The first thing you said to me is he's a collision. He's a collision guy. Explain that to me. Yeah, well, a, a lot of guys can't stand completely still and start a positive move towards the baseball. They have to. Have, most guys have to have a trigger. And Ernie Clement, this gets back to you're going to be a big leaguer. Don't overthink it and stay within yourself. Stay in the big part of the field. Don't try and create backspin. Don't try and hit the the three-run homer. That's not your game. Try and just throw barrel to baseball. And he seems to be the guy that thinks he can be a collision guy where it's I'm standing straight up and down basically. He's got a little bend at the knee, right? He looks athletic at the plate, which is, you know, half, half the battle is to look actually like you know how to hit. And then it's just start your swing, have good rotation, and think about where you want the ball to end up. And if you do that, that'll add length to your barrel, keep it in the zone longer, and give you a chance to cover quadrants. 
Like, don't have a weakness. It's like the babe, and I know you hate for me to say that. Yeah, I mean, I like Davis Schneider, but we, we yeah, got to stop the babe. But it's, I mean, if he was a babe, he would have hit two home runs today. He wouldn't have drawn a couple of walks. Let's be clear. We got to well, stop, stop with the babe Schneider. Stop being the get-off-my-lawn guy. I mean, I have a not. little it's fun. It's August, and their it. lineup's not real good. Well, like, have, babe have, Schneider. Have a little fun with it's a like, guy that's like, actually doing some things. You know, Brandon Belt, the MVP. I mean, come on. I leave it to you to to sort of downplay trying to have a little bit of fun, right? It's uh, in, anyway, anyway, he's got a chance. How's that? Yeah, there you go. He's got a better chance than some other guys there we've you seen. Go. That's all you this want this year who are making a, a ton of money. And it's something too. Whenever guys come up and want to play, sure. what oh, yeah. they'll do to play, it, it's like David Snyder. I don't like the heater. It went about two days for him to figure out that they're going to attack that over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. If I want to play, I want to stay in the big leagues. I want to be a big leaguer. Go in the cage, turn that iron mic up, that that machine that can throw 115 miles an hour, and have it throw it right there and see if you can catch it out front more. And now you're starting to see him catch it out front, pull it, which is his strength. That's how it is, right? When dudes want to play and want not to be a minor leaguer, I've been there. I know how that feels. You will tend to do things quicker, well, make the quicker adjustment. Give them credit. They're doing it. And let's be clear. If you're Davis Schneider and and, and Ernie Clement, you're in a team that's going to have some openings next year. Absolutely. Well, your managers came out and basically said, look, if you can put a ball in play and help us, yeah. you're going to play. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that Pretty will cool. be the case. Uh in the offseason as well. 416-870-0590, star 591, triple A, triple six, zero five ninety. It's a winning edition of Blue Jays Talk with uh, Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. Jude in London. Happy birthday, Jude. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you, Blair. Thank you, Barker. And you know what? It was a birthday present today because, you know, it's been really frustrating watching the Blue Jays. At times when I'm watching or listening on the radio that – I always want to turn the game off because it's so close and so far away. And I think, you know, juggling the lineups, all of that, and Bassett was just brilliant today. It's just, again, it's like that old line from, the, you know, the uh, Godfather. Once you think you're back out, they just pull you back in. And now I feel like I'm pulled back in. Do you think we have a chance, guys? Uh Jude, thank you for the call. I really should have said, hey, Jude, shouldn't I? You should have. I should have said that. I missed my opportunity to say, hey, Jude. Yeah, happy I didn't birthday. say happy birthday. Happy birthday. Absolutely, they got a chance. They play the Rockies, who stink. They play Oakland, who's an A-ball team. They play Kansas City, who's a double-A team. Absolutely. Like, so the next nine you're games. You're saying there's a chance they go 500. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying put a little pressure. And I also think it's kind of nice, the way we've talked about their minor league system, to actually see guys come up and you want to see them again. Like, they actually look good enough at the plate in the field. Ernie Clement's putting on plays to pick guys off. Like, he's got enough confidence and enough baseball IQ to do those kind of things. So, yeah, Yeah, uh, I'm with the caller. I kind of like it. Yeah, I mean, look, the Jays are off to Colorado, Oakland, and Kansas City, and and are home to play Kansas City. And Kevin's right. Those are three bad teams. teams. They're awful. They are awful. I mean, this is – Say it. you're, You're facing, when you throw in the Washington Nationals, you're facing the four worst pitching staffs in baseball. I mean, I can't put it any other way. And really, if you're the Blue Jays, look, uh, Oakland's – or Texas is going to do what Texas is going to do. Houston looks like they're kicking the snot out of Boston again today. They're going to do what they're going to do. Seattle, I mean, you just – you just got to win games. You know, and in the past, I would say you got to win series. You don't even do that. Just keep winning games. Keep winning games, and the standings are going to do what the standings are going to do because – 
I mean, I hate to say this, you know, it's uh, it's awfully hard when you when you're involved in a race with three other teams. It's awfully hard for all three teams to lose in the same day, especially if they're what two of those teams are playing each other. So if you're the Jays, just you know, take care you of want, take care of business. Absolutely. You want to win enough of those next nine games to make it to where if you take three out of four from Texas, you're in a wild card spot. Yeah. That's what you want to I be, mean, right? Don't worry, don't worry about what Texas you, does. You really worry want about to go you're doing. You really want to go eight and one here. If you go eight and one, nine and oh, those four games against Texas are gonna be relevant. And you could come out of that little series, the four game series against the Rangers, and actually be in a playoff spot, and that's all you can ask for. You surprised they sent Chris Bassett out for that last inning? I not really, not with where their bullpen's at. Uh, good and point. And they've got an off day. Now you got everybody rested. You go into Colorado, and as good as your pitching is, Colorado is Colorado, yeah, right? And I, I know, mean, I know in the past with the six man rotation and and the extra day and those kind of things will give John a little bit of lenience with the number of mm-hmm. pitches that Bassett can go out and throw and. You know, I think sometimes you just got to let your eyes tell you what you're seeing, right? And the sinker's good. He found the cutter yeah. a little bit more, the slow breaking ball. We mentioned it the third time through. He starts doing the variance of you in the windup out I mean, of the he stretch. Came close. He's he, holding the ball to like one second. He came close to, to two pitch uh, he's violations He's the third time through. Like he adds that yeah, little trickery to, to a young team who's – you know, what do you do? Do I call timeout? Do I stand here? Do I look like a statue? Like, I mean, who would have thought? He's playing games with him. Who would have thought, given the issues he had last year, that that the pitch clock could actually turn into a weapon for Chris Bassett? Well, early in the has. season, it was it was well, not I, his I, friend. I think once he, let's be honest. Once once he and Alejandro <laughs> Kirk figured out figured out who's going to call, you know, who's going to call the pitches. I'm, sure, and which I'm not sure they have still um, figured that out. I got. I mean, I, I, know, I, I looked, it's okay looked better. But it's looked, it looked <laughs> still, a lot better today. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Chris Bassett, eight innings pitched, 110 pitches. And uh, the good news for the Blue Jays, they've got an off day. The bullpen's rested. Chad Green, we anticipate, will join the team in Colorado. He's expected to pitch today at AAA. And the idea was have him pitch a couple innings at AAA and come up and join the team. He's certainly a veteran arm. Uh, He's a guy, if he's anything like the Chad Green before surgery, he is a guy that will get some leverage at some point. Uh, out of this bullpen and um, you know again they're going to need everybody because they should be able to beat the Colorado Rockies but yeah that's you know about Coors Field and there are a few gimmies in Coors Field especially when you're a staff that gives up some fly balls you know Staff will give up some fly balls. Score more than four runs, you'll win most score of the games. More. You should be able really to score more than four, you think than, so? than four runs. At Coors Field, you <laughs> and I should be able to score more than four runs. Milton the Mississauga, what is up, Milton? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. No sweat. So I just wanted to ask you guys, what do you think, um, you know, let's say the Jays, I mean, I think they, they have a tough tough schedule to, to kind of make it to the playoffs. And let's say they don't make it to the playoffs. Like, what direction as a, as a team, do you go in? And, and do you think Atkins kind of survives um, if they don't make the playoffs? Yeah, you know what? It's, it's, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, since he's been here, Mark Shapiro hasn't fired a general manager, right? I mean, the Alex Anth- Anthopoulos thing, that was kind of a mutual – I mean, I, don't even, I wouldn't even know if you'd call it mutual parting of the ways, clearly. This ain't going to work. I'll go my exactly. way, you go yours. Exa- exactly. <laughs> that was sort of it. Yeah, that, was, that was it. That was it. Yeah. Uh, so I <laughs> – you know, I, I've said this. Ross Atkins came in. He inherited John Gibbons, got rid of John Gibbons. That wasn't his manager. Brought in Charlie Montoya. That didn't work out. 
named John Schneider manager. Um, I, I will say this, if this team doesn't make the playoffs, in the very least, I guarantee you there'll be changes to the coaching staff and the hitting end. Oh. Uh, I, I can't imagine, you know, unless Pete Walker just decides, eh, I'd rather do something else. I, I cannot imagine why you would want to tinker with what you've seen out of yeah, Petey's uh, not, not a quitter. Yeah, and so. boy, that and he's got all, and you know the thing is he's got all those dudes coming back next year. Like that's the thing. I I'm not looking ahead to next year, but when I do look ahead to next year, I'm kind of excited because it's going to be the first time in a long time I'm going to have no questions about the Jays pitching. Well, it's e- None, it's absolutely e- it's, zero. It's easy. Add a run producer. Where could right. we go? Right. But having said that. Um, I mean, look, the general man, we asked the general manager yesterday on our show, is he worried about his job? And of course, he's not going to come out and say he's worried about his job. No general manager ever does. Uh, and, and this organization, you know, they, they do take a long time to make decisions. But for this organization to not make the playoffs this year, there, there has to be change. I, there just has to be. It's um, given the payroll given what's happened around them, given what's happened to the Yankees for this organization to not make the playoffs uh, for the investment they've made in free agent pitchers. I mean, I, I think it, it, I think it demands change. Last year we saw a change when they lost the playoff game. They got rid of Teoscar Hernandez. They got rid of Lourdes Goriel jr. They thought they needed a bit of a culture change. They wanted to improve their run prevention, which they clearly did. But, uh, you know, the issue with this team, Kevin, and I mean, the issue with this team is yeah, the lineup. The okay. issue with this team is the hitting. Okay. They, they just don't score enough. I, I, I really don't know how to answer this, but I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. R- rank them in chances of being let go. The hitting coaches. One. Hitting coaches. One. John Snyder, Ross Atkins. One, two, and three. Which order do you think is m- most likely to happen? Coaches Atkins Schneider. Uh, that, I'm with you, and I I I think it will be one out of the three. I think it'll be the three hitting, or the, however many hitting coaches there are. I mean, there's a bazillion of them. I think right. I'm not going to say all all. Let's say we know three of them. I'm going to say all three of them probably won't go, but there'll be some adjusting there. And you know the the experienced guy that can walk up to somebody who's had success in the big leagues and say, hey. Why are the hands moving so much? Fix that because I've done it before in season and it's actually worked. So I think that's a way that they'll need to go. The the Ross Atkins and the John Snyder. I, for me in the offseason, it's an easy fix. You know, what's your pitching's good. Like you got a blueprint on how to get people out. The, and, the difficult, and that bullpen is good enough. The difficulty though, Kevin, is there's there's there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of free agents out there that are going to help you. And you're losing Matt Chapman. You're like, you know, we've gone down this road. You're going to lose Matt Chapman and probably don't bring Brandon Bell back. I love Whit Merrifield. Not certain at 19 million. Um, and I'm missing somebody and, and Kevin Kiermaier. Jimmy Garcia. So, I think. Yeah. You're going to have to, and, and given the fact that the focus and run prevention has worked, um, you know, it, it's you've got to add at least two bats, and one of them's got to be a dude. And when, and when I say a dude, it's got to be a guy in the middle of your order who's going to hit home runs. I'm good at and driving, driving in runs, runs, and there's nothing you can do about it. Exactly. That's what they need to bring in. Yeah. 
and they don't grow on trees, but I but, think the excuse thing's over. Like it's the the August first thing rolling around and saying that he's just not out there. Look, 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 seasons like this doesn't come around all the time. Yeah. The pitching is really good. The outfield defense is probably the best in baseball. That's how you win championships. The excuses for me are over. Who would pay for that? Well, I, I, that that's an impossible and I wonder question now, to answer. I wonder really now. Is. I wonder now if, uh, given what we've seen in the past 48 hours with uh, or 24 hours, with the Los Angeles Angels basically putting a fifth of their roster on waivers, uh, I, I I wonder if maybe more teams at the trade deadline won't be more aggressive now because there are a lot of general you know you know dudes were calling uh, about Hunter Renfro you know dudes were calling about about all these guys we're not moving them we're gonna we're gonna take a shot at winning and all that then you dump them on the uh, on the waiver market where anybody can get them. Uh, I wonder if next year you won't see you won't see general point. managers be a bit more aggressive. Yeah. But and in addition to that, Aurelvis Martinez and Addison Barger are, we believe, or we've been told, have taken steps forward this year. So I think just me talking, I think we'll see one of those two guys up here next year to start the year. And again, you'll have to find an impactful middle of the order bat. And the guy out there is Cody Bellinger. There's gonna be a feeding frenzy for him. So uh yeah, but, you know, hopefully, I mean, it's not even September 1st and we're talking about next year. I never, ever, ever thought we'd be at that point with the Blue Jays. 7 nothing winners over the Washington Nationals. The Jays go 3-3 three and three on that six-game homestand. They have tomorrow off. Then they're off to Colorado and Oakland back home to face the Kansas City Royals. John and Frederick in New Brunswick. You're on with Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. Hey, guys, I really appreciate you having me on. Can you hear me loud and clear? Got you loud and clear, even though you're calling all the way from Fredericton. I wasn't sure if the sound light was going to reach that far. <laughs> oh, it did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I just wanted to say a couple of things. And like every other like hardcore Jays fan out there, you, you, you always want to go to the disappointing, like, come on. But we're so close, and the Jays are doing so many things right. But when you were talking about, you know, who's got to go, Chapman Till, and and was listening a couple of weeks ago in terms of when you guys were talking about everyone's got the same type of swing. And there's like two things that I wanted to say, I don't want to say, but I thought I'd mention, but the Jays need to start actively targeting like particular players that, you know, are, are almost ready to get signed to, to something a little bit longer, but don't wait. I feel like the Jays are always in that, like we're kind of waiting, like we're always waiting for something to happen and then reacting. Um, and in terms of, adjusting the swing. I don't know whoever, I'm not sure who the batting coach is in the minor leagues, but you watch uh, Schneider come up and, you know, get hot, sit a little while, get a little cold, but then make adjustments to be able to you know, get on that heater. And then as well as with Clement, like his approach is just like, he's, he's like years ahead of where he is age wise, but just in confidence. And, and it obviously showed today defensively too. And, and with the bat, like the Jays have so many good pieces. I just, I feel like, yeah, if you're going to make an adjustment, figure out what the minor leagues are doing and maybe implement yeah. that now. Yeah, John, I uh, appreciate the call. A couple of things to keep in mind. But Davis Schneider and Ernie Clement aren't 21 years old or 22 years old. Nope. They're older guys. And yeah. I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm I'm not saying, as a member of the older guy club, I am not criticizing them for being older guys. What I'm saying is these guys uh, have a, a minor league track record. Uh, the hitting coach of Buffalo, Matt Haig, uh, you know, we've, I think Buck and Danny talked about it in the telecast today. They talked about the impact Matt Matt Haig has had on 
on uh, Ernie Clement and, and, and Davis Schneider. Um, look, I, I mentioned this when they brought Davis Schneider up covering an Expos team and people who remember the Expos that the folks, the Washington nationals used to be the Expos. If just reminding you of that. Um, they had a year where they brought up Otis Nixon and Rex Hudler from the minors. And this is going way, way back. They brought up Otis Nixon and Rex Hudler from the minors instantly changed the dynamic around the team. Otis Nixon, I believe at that point had come out of rehab. Um, he carved a major league, a good major league career out of that. Rex Hudler brought a bunch of energy to the team. They, they gave the expo something they didn't have. And I'm wondering, Kevin, if, if, if to the caller's point here, the freshness you see from dudes like Davis Schneider and from Ernie Clement, if that isn't, if that isn't needed right now, because it's a long year, you know, this team offense has looked like it's in fumes and, you know, you, you mentioned about Ernie Clement, kind of the simplicity of these dudes, right? These are guys who probably didn't expect to be up here this year. Truth be known, and I know Ernie Clement's been up and down a couple of times. I guarantee you at some point, you know, Davis Schneider was probably hoping he'd come up, but I don't think Davis Schneider started the year thinking I'm going to be hitting second on September 1st or August, August 30th for this team. And I think maybe that approach um, is a little more in keeping with what John Schneider and the coaching staff wants than some of the approaches they've seen from their guys. I'm not saying that because Davis Schneider's here, Vladdy Jr. is suddenly going to pick Davis Schneider's brain. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. Maybe he should. Well, maybe he should. <laughs> I mean, he's talked to everybody else about it, um, or everybody else has talked to him about his hitting. But yeah, he it, it, talked I, to me. He should. It brings, <laughs> it, it gives the lineup something different. You know, the caller's point. I keep getting back. This is what Alex Anthopoulos did with the with with the Atlanta Braves, and they went to the World Series. They went out and brought guys in that were different hitters. So you couldn't sit down in your meeting before the series and go, yeah, uh, you know, th- these guys can't hit this. So these three guys just, you had to go, okay, this guy, boy, he likes this. The, uh, don't throw that to this guy. Cause he likes it. This guy's completely different. Make it difficult. Force people to have to change their mind or make them work when they face your lineup. Yeah, and yeah. the problem with this lineup is you've talked about it all year. Like, it ain't it ain't hard to figure out yeah, how to those, get these dudes out. Those, those dudes have different pressures. Like their pressure is they want to be big leaguers. They want to stay in the big leagues. Uh, Vladdy has pressure to carry an organization to a to a World Series. Those are whole different animals, right? That is really so, so, well said. So it's it's it's. I've, I've been where Ernie Clements at and David Snyder. I've been there. Like I I would have stood on my head right handed to a, be a big leaguer for another four or five years. I'd have done whatever it took. That's where they're at in their careers. Uh, Vladdy, look, sometimes it's it's a little, you feel sorry for him. Like, it's he has so much pressure. We talk about him so much uh, to go what? out every single day and go five for four with four homers that it's a lot to ask. That's the difference between the 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 three guys. Kevin, I'm not saying it's not warranted because he's that kind of this. player he's... and that kind of hitter, but... That's the difference. Kevin Vladdy's had pressure on him since he was 16 years old. He's his his old man is a Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, just yeah, I'm his sorry, dad I'm not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, right? I'm not. No, I'm I'm not buying. I I'm hope I'm hoping the pressure hasn't gotten to Vladdy. I mean, I'm. I mean, he's a human being. 
You don't think he listens to talk radio he in has, Toronto or, no. or Major League I Baseball? Gar- I Absolutely guarantee does. he doesn't listen to Well, I know to talk I've radio talked to people around him. He has. Oh, I know he has. All right. So, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying this is the reason why he's had a, a down year. But I'm saying there's that's the, you asked me the difference. I'm right. telling you the difference is you got a couple of dudes who want to be big leaguers for the rest of their career. You got a, another dude who knows he's a big leaguer who's expected to carry their organization to a World Series, not to get him to the playoffs. And I want to ask to you carry both them this to too. a World Series. I big want, difference. I wonder this. I wondered about this. Guys like Davis Schneider. Uh, we saw Mason McCoy make a defensive play. Ernie Clement. I'm sure that. I'm going to ask you this. You're in their situation. Obviously, yeah, you you know, you're playing for your job with the organization. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. Um, I guarantee you that the teams that Davis Schneider's played against, you know the general managers and those teams in their book have kind of said, man, if this guy comes available, like let's at least let's at least take a look at him. They're opening eyes not just within the organization, not just within Toronto. They're opening eyes around the game. And, Absolutely. And that's a that's a good all thing. All you can do as a player, that that bubble, exactly. that bubble player who, you know, you're trying Make to find a spot with a World you. Series team. Well, there's other teams that yeah. are not World Series contenders that you could go and be an everyday player if you continue to make strides and can play multiple positions and can hit second in front of a really good pl- uh, other hitter. Like, you can show other teams some things. I'm yeah. with you. And this is what they're trying to do. I, I just like that. Oh, it's cool. I, I think the stories like this are what you like if you're a baseball fan. I like fan. it that Davis, in a couple of games, noticed that they're trying to get him out one way and said, how dare you? I won't stay in the big leagues if I can't hit this. Yeah. And go figures out how to hit it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, Trevor in Toronto. What's up, Trevor? Hi, guys. Uh, Kevin, welcome back. We missed you last week. Thanks, I love buddy. The, the excitement you bring to the shows. Um, oh, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> all right, Jeff. No offense, Jeff. We love you, too. <laughs> um, Ross I mean, I didn't miss Parker that much. I thought it was okay. <laughs> the team won some games. Did they win some games without Parker here? That's I shouldn't point. say that, actually. That made... Anyhow, go ahead, Trevor. You know what, Jeff? I, I really think you missed Kevin last week. You just won't admit it. Uh, I, I, yeah, that, that's true. I, there was, uh, there were tears of joy when, when I got my morning phone call from Kevin Barker complaining about something. <laughs> well. You had Ross Atkins on the other day and as a Blue Jay fan for almost 45 years, when he comes on and starts talking, he just drives me nuts because he's so politically correct. And he made a comment the other day that really made me upset. He talked about how the team has not hit well with runners in scoring position, but at least they're getting men on base. And I just thought, what good is that? I mean, this is the major leagues. You're not handing out trophies to everyone just for participating. I mean, you got to win it all. And, and these guys are getting paid a lot of money to do a job. So I just thought that comment was ridiculous. And I thought, I wondered what you guys thought about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and the other thing I wanted to ask, um, the last few years, People have been on Vladdy for losing weight and getting in better shape. Have you heard anybody say that about Alejandro Kirk? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought he was going. I thought he was going one way, which I have a really yeah, good answer Trevor, for that. Thanks for the call. Now um, the Kirky thing, I have no idea. Like I, I'm not going down that road either. We have checked into. Kevin has checked into <laughs> Vladdy, and the manager told Kevin, "I stand beside Vladdy when he gets weighed." Although he didn't tell you why he does it. But anyhow, he said, I've stood beside Vladdy when he gets weighed. 
that's not an issue. You said to Schneider, can I say that on the air? His answer was, please do. So I am with you. Listen, I was a guy in Vladdy's first year. I remember when the, 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 they lost the playoff series in, in Tampa. And I came on, I said, one thing I wish we would do, because nobody did it. So one thing I wish we would do is, can we at least, can we give this kid credit for playing every day and losing weight in the season and getting himself in shape? Because that's all a lot of people talked about. And I give Vladdy credit for that. Uh, Alejandro Kirk. I, this is I, nothing's changed. This has been Alejandro Kirk all, all along. Uh, you know, when he's hitting home runs and doubles, it's kind of cute. It's kind of funny when he's on second base and it takes a triple to score him. It's not cute and it's not funny. And that's basically what we've seen this year with Alejandro Kirk. Uh, having said that, you know, there's, there's a danger. Alejandro Kirk, watch him behind the plate. Alejandro Kirk is a good defensive catcher. So yeah, he is, but you the know, reality is they need him to be both, especially the last month of the season. Yes. He could do he could do a lot of good for this lineup if he's getting when he does get a good pitch to hit yeah. to do the things he was doing today. I mean, you saw him get the head out. When's the last time you saw him get the head out? Like on a fastball. Now, I'm not talking yep. about a bad breaking ball like he did last night that he hit down the left field line. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a fastball. I'm not well, it wasn't one that's, you know, upper 90s, but it's still a fastball that you have to be on time and good rotation and all the things that it takes to be a hitter at the big league level and have success looked to me like he was doing it today. So, yep. fingers crossed he can continue to do that. Yeah, as for the runners and scoring position thing, I think that this – see, this is what I mean when I say this is a process-driven organization. And I understand where it would drive fans nuts. But I completely understand what Ross Atkins is saying. They are getting men on base. That is something you want to do as a baseball team. That is a positive. See, this is the thing about about Ross. Ross is not going to back the truck up over his players. He's just not. That's, you know, that's, that's not him. That wasn't necessarily Alex either. J.P. Ricciardi would back the truck over the player, put it in drive, go back over him, and then back over again, and then spin his wheels on him to make sure the dude was done. That's the difference between between guys. And you're right, Ross is political. And you know what? i got to say this. I think you've got to be a political person, and this isn't a bad thing. I think you've got to be a political person to get along with Mark Shapiro, who is his boss. So, yeah. I think in the air, I, I, I get I get what the yeah. caller I get what the caller was saying, but if he's saying that to us, he's saying that to his players. Correct. It, exactly. It's just the error that we watch and they play in is the people that matter on that team are younger, and this is sort of what you yeah. have to do is you have to say at least you're getting on. You know the vote of confidence is half the battle you've you've done already. Yeah. Now it's to do the other half. So they're trying to give as much confidence. I don't know. I don't like to hear it either because it's a performance-driven league, and they don't have a run producer yeah. like a dude, and they need that. And I can understand why the callers that call in say that. The Blue Jays fans that watch every day would think that, and I watch it every right, day. We you talk watch about it, it all the time. We, we they... say it too, but they're, if they're saying it to us, they're saying it to the players also. Yeah, There's I'd... a reason why they're saying it. My concern is, and and, and I don't, I, I do not have the answer. I don't think I'll ever get the answer. 
my concern is if this is the process and this is the result of the process, then do we need to look at changing the process? Or do we need to look at how the information that is being generated by that process is being, I sound like Ross Atkins, is being given to the players? That's, that makes sense? You've changed. Yeah, I have changed. 416-870-0590, star 590, triple A, triple Finally! It would be like going to the, here's, here's the thing. I will say that sometimes it's like going to the doctor's office for an hour, coming out, looking at your family and going, I don't know if I'm going to be dead next week or I'm good to go for another 60 years. I, I mean, I get, I get why people feel that way. Anyhow, four one six eight seven zero zero five. You know, I've wanted to say that line for so long. Four one six eight. I wrote it down the other day. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety seven. Nothing. The Blue Jays beat the Washington Nationals. We'll be back. Take more of your calls. It's Blue Jays talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network and Sportsnet. For one, awesome game behind the plate for him. You know, calling the shutout is not easy to do at this level. Um, but I think just, you know, it looked like looked like Kirky, you know, controlling the zone and getting his best swing off um, most of the time. So, you know, getting us on the board early is big. Um, you know, I, I said it a couple of days ago where it's guys that have been here, we're going to rely on them a little bit with Bowen Chap out. And um, and today was a really, really good day from Kirky. You look at that position between him and Jano, and it's, you know, 20 homers and 85 ribbies, approximately you know it's it's a really good combo but um you know Kirky's shown over his career that he's a really good hitter um so if he can if he can get rolling that's that's huge especially right now with the other two guys out John Schneider manager of the Blue Jays speaking about Alejandro Kirk after the Jays 7-0 win of those 20 home runs Danny has what 16 yep anyhow not to take anything away from Alejandro's Kirk Alejandro Kirk's game he was the hitting star today uh, Ernie Clement chipping in bottom of the order, really doing a lot of uh, a lot of work today, and of course Davis Schneider, the babe, uh, drawing a couple of walks, just like it's the babe, late. just like the babe would have done. Well, they're afraid of him. Too too late. They're pitching around him to get the Vladdy. You wouldn't. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. I mean, I'm just not going to let it go. Time for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. You can download the Bet365 app and check out the latest odds for today's baseball games, 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. I wish I had good news for you in the out-of-town scoreboard, but I don't. The uh, Houston Astros are beating the Boston Red Sox 7-4. I mean, I guess the only good thing is that the Red Sox are fading into the rearview mirror. Mm. Uh, Oakland was leading Seattle. Was being the operative word. It's now 5-4 yeah. for them. I don't even bother looking at the Mariners. The Mariners are going to win for the rest of the year. Don't even bother looking at that. Texas plays the franchise formerly known as the New York Mets uh, tonight as well. So as we look at the standings, uh, we forget about the AL East because that is of no interest to the Blue Jays. The AL wild card is as follows. Tampa Bay, 81 and 52, five and a half up. Seattle, 75 and 57, playing right now, as we said. Texas, they're going to be playing. Actually, they're just about to start against the Mets. Houston's busy uh, thumping 
the Boston Red Sox. They are 76 and 58. Toronto, 73 and 61. Three back of Houston in the win column. Houston's got three less losses. Uh, Texas has got two more wins and four less losses. And, uh, yeah, none of that is particularly good. But uh, the Blue Jays continue this run of relatively easy games. I'm still going to call them relatively easy games. They got tomorrow off. They go on to Colorado. Then they've got Oakland. Then they've got Kansas City. And uh, I think we're all on the same page here. Eight and one, seven and two. Seven and two is the very least you need out of those. Mm-mm. Parker's asking for nine and oh and eight and eight one. And I'm one. just I'm just being a realist. Mm. Something's gonna go wrong in one of those games. So I'm being a realist uh when I say I seven and two is is uh is what I'm anticipating. Uh the Jays are three games out the wild card. Well, seven, seven and two three, ain't six, gonna six, do it. Well, I mean, come on. That ain't gonna that, do no, it. That's just dumb. Where, you, to, to where you put yourself. That's dumb. As seven a and two. Now, come on. Depends what the other teams do. Well, you just said stop looking at Seattle. They're going to win every single game for the rest of the season. So well, you're yeah, talking but about I'm talking two about, other teams. Talking about Texas in particular. Houston, I mean, I they're Houston, healthy. Houston's healthy, and they're in a row. They have the best lineup in baseball. To me, it's like the, the the series against Texas. You're going to have to come. You're going to have to take three or four from Texas, and then. You know, maybe at the end of the year, as I said, you got the Yankees stink. They're not going to be playing for anything. I guarantee you they'll shut Aaron Judge down at some point if they're not playing for anything. Boston, they could be playing for nothing. Tampa Bay, they could just be lining, lining just folks up for the playoffs. Here you go, Jays. Take these four wins. One, <laughs> 416-870. The, the question is, would the Jays accept the wins if they were given to them? 416 we Star 590, 1-888-666-0590. Donnie in Bermuda. How you doing, Donnie? Good evening. You guys did well. You miss all the, I'm not a uh, hurricane expert. Did you guys miss all that stuff? No, well, we've got the outskirts of Franklin, and I think Orphelia is uh, the one we're concerned about. But we're, we're pretty seasoned accustomed to dealing with these. So uh, so it's, it's part of the uh, annual sort of rite of passage, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, but thanks a lot, you guys. Uh, you, you do provide a lot of therapy. Usually I was hoping to get some therapy by watching my Jays perform. I've been a fan since 83. I went through the high of 85, went through the heartbreak of 87, and then the glory years of 80, 89, 91, 92, and 93. I think actually Otis Nixon made that first out in, in the last out in the 91 series. Yes, he did. You're right. Yes, he did. You are right. If I'm not mistaken. But uh, just uh, great, a lot of great caller comments. But um, in, in retrospect, having gone out and got Paul DeYoung, who clearly showed that he didn't want to be there, I mean, I mean that's the, 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 the sort of guess. But looking at Clement, looking at McCoy, why not just go directly to those guys in the first instance to cover, um, as opposed to going after a player like DeYoung is, is one question. Um, and then an observation and the compliment to you two was your professional but yet pointed questions at Ross Atkins. I think we knew what he has to respond with. And I, and I appreciate the enormity of his responsibilities, but I appreciate your question. Is your job going to be on the line if they do not make the playoffs? I mean, I think maybe neutering, it's a tough word when you think about the reduction in, in offense in favor of defense. But uh, I just want to say thank you for the questions you posed to him and certainly appreciate his responses back. We're, we weren't going to get what we think we would get. Yep. And maybe he's lucky he's not in New York or, or Boston, <laughs> but mm. uh, I thought that was very, very well handled on both your parts. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking maybe we just wait for September 1st. I still think we have a chance. Um, and I just had a quick question. What do yep. you think of the outfield defense, 85 
the 85 outfield defense compared to Ooh, the current defense. Man, thanks for the call. I knew someone was going to I knew someone was going to bring that up. I think the caveat is that 84 and 85, I wasn't covering baseball. Um and I have to tell you, I hated the Blue Jays. I was a Minnesota Twins fan. Um having said that, the I mean, I'm just I'm really reluctant cuz I've also having said that there was one guy in the Blue Jays in that outfield that uh, I did really like, and I've been lucky enough to meet a couple of times, and that was Lloyd Mosby. So um, I, I'm I'm more comfortable looking at recent outfield defenses. I think we tend to forget how good Vernon Wells was mm-hmm. when he was here, especially young Vernon Wells before he started breaking his wrists. And, yeah. Um, Cruz Jr. was good. Uh, Shannon Stewart. I mean, Shannon Stewart had had a noodle for an arm, like a wet noodle for an arm. But they've had some pretty good outfield defenses. The one thing I will say is I don't know if they've had a dude like Dalton Varsho who can who could win a Gold Glove at two positions. I, I'm sure they. I'm sure they have had somebody. Um, but Dalton Varsho. Th- this is why anytime I. I feel like I need to hammer in that Dalton Varsho deal. I just keep thinking about, is there anybody in that team I'd rather have catch the ball than the most important outfield play of the year? Even Kevin Kiermaier, even George Springer. I got to tell you, I'd rather have Dalton Varsho catch the ball that is going to decide your year. So, and they've got that outfield defense locked up for, couple of years now with Varsho and, and, and Springer. Um, as far as the players coming up, yeah, listen, I didn't understand the Paul DeYoung thing from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but I looked at it differently. I'd been told the you know, really... Big leaguer for a big leaguer. It's an, it's an easy Yeah, I, but I was told the only reason Santiago Espinal was around was, you know, we can't trade Santiago Espinal because if Bo gets hurt, what are we going to do? That I find a little now looking back at it. Uh, a little confusing. And as far as the minor league guys go, look, we asked Ross Atkins yesterday about Arelvis Martinez and Addison Barger. And, you know, Kevin, we've talked to people. Listen, if something else happens, I think we may see one of those guys. If they think they can help them win a game, win a couple of games, I think we may see one of those guys. My own personal preference yeah, is yeah. Arelvis Martinez seems to be getting it together right mm-hmm. now. I, yeah. My my personal preference is I let him have a good triple A year. The, the, this is not the time of the year to be trying to teach. That that that's Great the point. thing here it is, is why point. why you go out and get a veteran shortstop is you're basically replacing a big leaguer air quotes with another big leaguer to basically tell yeah. the clubhouse that we're going to try and do this right you're not going to miss a beat here I mean yeah. nobody thought he'd come here and be two for forty four or whatever he was I did you not really I mean nobody could have thought he was going to be two for forty four but I did yeah it's turned out to be what it is hopefully that. These next nine games, you're playing some teams you're supposed to beat on paper that that will give other hitters in the lineup confidence to go out and maybe you're getting some better pitches that you wouldn't get against some tougher teams and that gives you confidence. So the least when you're going to Texas and you're facing the last 15 games of the season in the American League East, that your bats are better. Hey, you know what I'm looking on? What are we seeing in TV right now? Teoscar Hernandez with a three-run home run. That's how the Mariners tied that game. Make you feel good. 
Not really, because I've been uh, saying 25 and 80. Where's it coming from? Yeah. Uh, Chris Bassett uh, was asked after the game about his performance today, and he talked about his goals for the Everyone has like a, like a niche kind of thing of what, kind of what, what their job is and what, what they're good at. And I would say um, I'm not going to strike a lot of guys out. Like Gauzy just passed 200 strikeouts, and I'm like, man, I'll never do that in my career. Um, I'm not a strikeout guy, although I can strike some guys out. Um, to me, it's I pride myself every every five days I'm going to be out there and then hopefully eat enough innings to rest the bullpen and hopefully, obviously, the main goal is to get to 200 innings. So um, overall, I would say we're on track, but it's just, like I said, just, just make sure you're giving the, the team a chance every every fifth day. Yeah, and that, listen, that that's... <laughs> By and large, I think we could probably count in one hand the number of times the starting pitchers, each starting pitcher really hasn't given the team a chance to win. They've, I, I think, you know, I think Barrios and Gossman, the last couple of starts, we're, we're starting to see, what was the line Gossman used? Um, not that they're being overused, but we're starting to see the, some of the high, the, the amount of high stress yeah, the amount of high-stress pitches and situations they've been in, uh, that may be taking a toll on some of these guys. Yeah, maybe. I, I I think he's getting to the point where when the playoffs do start, he's one of the three. No? Like, he has, to, he has to be one of the Ooh, three. Like, I mean, you're, you're throwing – just with baseball IQ and – Depending on the, the matchup, yeah. I, again, I mean, I think it gets back to the way ba- the the way Barrios has looked in August. Now, again, there's another month left in the season, and you know, so all you're these saying, guys are you're saying four, Kikuchi, five more Kikuchi's in there for sure. You're thinking, or do you think are we going Gossman, I would Barrios, th- I would, and and uh, Bassett? I I'd, I've got to have Kikuchi in there. Yeah, I, I got to have Kikuchi I, in there I, again. Depending on the matchup, I think you have four legitimate uh, choices, but I think baseball IQ. Being able to throw sinkers, I I think him knowing that he's not going for punch outs in a big spot, he can get it with the elevated fastball. He ain't going to most of the time get it with trickery. Like the 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 secondary stuff is not. He ain't going to stuff them to death. Yeah, I think is what he's saying. But he can't move them to death, right? He's going to move it around all the time. And when he's got the cutter, he's that much tougher for let's me. Get, let's go back to the phone lines, Johnny in Vancouver. Hey Kevin. Hey Jeff. Hey. Uh, great job as always. Thank you know, you. frustrating times to be Blue Jays fans, but uh, you guys keep it real for us. Um, in response to what you just said, I think we don't really get a choice in who starts playoff games. We're going to be fighting for a playoff spot to the very last day, and I think yeah. it's going to be whoever's rested. Yeah, that's well said. Uh, that would make you know that's uh, yeah. A, yeah absolutely because it's a good if, point. If you need to win a game, that, if you need to win a game to get in the playoffs, you got a decision to make. That's absolutely right. That's really well said. Yeah, yep. I got a comment and a question. Um, my comment is that uh, this Oakland series coming up next week, it's really it's going to be huge because that's when uh, Texas plays Houston and we mm-hmm. gain games if we win those. Uh, and my question to you is, um, do you know the Jays' waiver spot right now? And uh, if you could choose who we could get out of these all these bazillion players that are on waivers and never seen anything like this before, play, teams just dumping all their guys, uh, who would you want to get? You know, my, I got my eye on Hunter Renfro. I bet he'd be yeah. cleaned up real quick. But we could use definitely use a bat like that in our lineup. Stat. Yeah, I'm. Uh, boy, you know what? I saw on Twitter. I'm trying to find where the uh, where the Jays rank in terms of waiver. Uh, in terms of waiver order. Okay, 
This is, uh, as of Tuesday afternoon, this was the waiver order in baseball. So understand that it used to be that it would go one league first and then the next league. So if an AL team put a player in waivers, it would be all the AL team's worst record to first, then the National League team's worst record to first. And what happens is everybody can claim everybody, and the commissioner's, commissioner's office then, you know, awards based on standing. So the waiver order right now, this, sorry, as of Tuesday, was Athletics, Royals, Rockies, White Sox, Cardinals, Pirates, Tigers, Mets, Nationals, Padres, Guardians, Angels, Yankees, Marlins, Reds, Giants, Diamondbacks, Twins, Red Sox, Cubs, Blue Jays, Phillies, Astros, Rangers, Brewers, Mariners, Rays, Dodgers, Orioles, and Braves. Um, if I'm the Jays, I have to put a claim in on Hunter Renfro. Is the Brewers ahead of the Blue Jays? No, the Brewers are behind the Blue Jays. The team to watch ahead of the Brewers. For Blue- Hunter. The team to watch is the Minnesota Twins. Yep, yep. Uh, the, the, the team to watch is the Marlins because they're still in it. Uh, you know, the, who the hell knows? The Padres, I mean, the Padres are the Padres. They probably think that they're, they probably think that they're still in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cubs are ahead of the Jays. But it, it, it look, We've talked about Hunter Renfro was a guy I would have gone after at the trade deadline. Yep. Uh, he's a guy the Jays have had some interest in in the past. Yes, Randall Gritchick was here. My sense is Randall Gritchick doesn't have a lot of supporters in this organization right now. I would take I would take Hunter Renfro in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. and I would take Hunter Renfro knowing that I'm going to have to make – I'm going to need a bat next year. Anyhow, I would bring Hunter Renfro in here, and I would be thinking about – Seeing if Hunter Renfro wants to stick around. Yeah, be, that's why, because he's a decent enough defender. He's, he's a really good defender. He has a cannon in the outfield. He can hit homers, which means he's a threat. He could protect somebody in the he's middle of the order. The yeah. bright lights are not going to scare him. Like he's a perfect fit. But that's that's why I asked the teams that are would pick ahead of the Blue Jays. He wouldn't make it that far. No, I, I think that the Twins and the Marlins. The Twins are going to the playoffs, and the Twins have got decent enough pitching. The Twins and, 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 and they're hitting more too yeah, now. So. The, the Twins and the Marlins and the two are the two teams I, I would keep an eye on. Because for the Marlins, that's, I mean, my God, uh, an organization with that payroll, that's like, how often are they going to get a chance to add a Hunter Renfro? Yeah. Matthew and Hamilton, you're on Blue Jays Talk guys. with Blair and Barker. What's up, Matthew? Guys, how are we doing? Always great to be on with you. We are doing well, and we're it's great to have you on. Thank you. Um, I don't mean to be that one pessimistic guy that's the caller, but I mean, between not, I'm a between all of us so here, we got company. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're, sharing, we're, we're sharing the love here. Um, <laughs> you know what? Like, honestly, like, I think with the win today, it doesn't matter. Like, I think it's too little too late. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not watching games with the expectation that they're going to be making the playoffs. I think we're as good as out. Um, and you know, yeah, like I said, call me a pessimist, call me Mr. Negative or that, like the non-optimistic Jason, whatever I can take one on the chin. It's just I don't think, based off of the season that we've had, pitching aside, I'll comment on pitching in a second, but I haven't seen enough from this team to show that they are playoff worthy. Like by by and large, like the offense just hasn't been there in a consistent basis. And you know, we can. I think it was listening to you guys. I've listened to you guys for so long now, but you know, we. I think there's a segment where you guys were talking about what what is the solution to this offensive problem. And, you know, being that we're all sports heads here in our own different ways, like sometimes when you can't explain it, sometimes it's just bad luck. And if that's the case, okay, right? Sometimes you need to just, you know, wipe the, uh, clean the slate, you know, go into next year and hope for something better or, and then prepare for it to be better, right? 
luck, fortune, uh, fortunes that prepared in that regard, right? And I think that's ultimately what this comes down to, right? Um, you know, I, I've posted this question on social media so many times, and you know, the, and I get the you know the Facebook keyboard warriors coming after me saying like, oh, another guy talking like oh, this has no faith. How many of them? Like, is there any optimism? And I said, look, it's not about that. I firmly believe, and I want you guys' opinion on this. I think that it's best for this team to not make the playoffs at all because if it's a results-oriented organization, a process-oriented, like you said, right? You know, then you have to fail to get to see a little bit of progression here. Right? Maybe it's a different approach that the offensive guys have to take in the offseason for better at-bats. Maybe it's some small things they have to do when time's off. Look at Kikuchi, for, good, for, God, for God's sake. Right? He was a complete write-off last year. Then he goes to the lab, puts his work in, and now he's one of our best pitchers. Right? And like, it, it's no fault of the pitching. They've done their job. Right? I, the confidence I have in this Jays team and the pitching that they have Right, I, I, this is probably the best rotation in bullpen. I, 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 I wager it's better than 2015. Right, I, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know your guys' thoughts on that. And at the end of the day, and if, if missing out is what this team needs to get this offense moving, I'm happy to sacrifice a little bit of defense to get a good bat in there to 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 to, to get runs. Pitching only puts you in better positions to win games. Offense wins you games. End of story. You guys have said that. I've heard other callers say that, and it's not it's not new, right? So please, guys, let me know what you think. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate the call. Listen, I think pitching and defense wins in the postseason. I think you need offense to get you there. That's the the way I've the, the way I've always looked at. It. Obviously, you know, pitching is important. Um, you know, the only thing I, I I disagree with that assessment. First of all, I think last season's playoff loss to Seattle, the way it happened. That was enough lessons for everybody. That was a lesson to the manager and taking Kevin Gossman out too early. It was a lesson in, you know, maybe not having the right defensive alignment out there at the end of the game. I mean, there was, a, there was, you know, there was, a, there was a ton of stuff going on. Seattle, by the way, is just finished beating uh, Oakland five to four. Um, so yeah, I don't buy that. The other thing we need to keep in mind is, you know, the clock is ticking on Bo and Vladdy. And that is, if you don't make the playoffs this year, you've wasted another year of Bo and Vladdy. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, Jeff, Vladdy hasn't been that good this year. I get that. But the point is, you're still wasting a year of a cost-effective player. Um, a, a guy that you think can still be cost-effective. And then, as I mentioned, you've got major decisions to make next year. You've got to replace at least three guys. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I don't, with all due respect, I don't buy that. I don't think there's anything, I don't think there's anything good that will come out of this team not making the playoffs. Not a thing. Yeah, I think they already know what their issues are. I, I, I don't think it would take them not making the playoffs to all of a sudden go, oh, this is what we don't yeah, do. And, well. and let's be I think clear. they already know that. Get, you know, not having Chapman, Belt, and Kiermaier back next year, that's not going to cure the ills that you see from Kirk, Guerrero, and well, mainly Kirk and Guerrero and Varsho. That's not gonna that's not gonna gonna change them any. So yeah, I um you know, other than maybe a lesson in terms of lineup construction, maybe. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a – I don't necessarily think you'll learn a lot from having unsuccessful seasons. 
I really don't. Yeah, I think they got a pretty good blueprint of what it takes to win and win in the American League East. And, you know, now you have the Orioles to contend with, which is young and, and think they're better than everybody else. So you got attitude and athleticism, and you're trying to match that with, you know, some really good pitching, some shutdown bullpen. You know, do they have no-brainers in the pen? Probably not, right? They still got to pocket it oh. and, you know, match up. And they got a ninth-inning guy. I think they're pretty happy with that. But, yeah, I think they're, they're a piece of, or two away just oh, they're those, two hit, they're they're yeah, absolutely. they're two hitters away. Absolutely, they so, are they are two hitters yeah, away. Yeah, and I don't I don't I don't think not making the playoffs is going to all of a sudden shine a light on. Uh oh, now we need to go were, out and get two two hitters. They already know that they were two hitters away on March thirtieth. We were, talked they, about they that. Were that a lineup was hitter away the first day of the season. Yeah, actually, the day they traded to Oscar Cat in Harrisville, oh, well, Nova Scotia. How you doing there, sirs? I'd like to talk to you guys about. Uh, your pitching staff is great. I'm just saying that it's like I'm, I'm going to use an analogy of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs here. Oh, yeah, I have to, have to, All have right. to do this because you. Know, what do I? Because Nylander does go in the corner. That's why uh, Tavares and, and and Marner and and Matthews are hurt all the time because they're not playing as a team. You have to play as a team in order to win, and that's why you have to get in there in the corners. And do your own thing. Do as a team. That's all I'm saying. Kev, can you answer that? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let Kevin answer it. Thanks, Kat. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, does that? This is right, I think, Kevin. Kat? I think that I think I I think when Ross came on and was saying we're getting a bunch of guys on base, there's your team part of it. And then that individual things when Matt Chapman walks to the plate and is hitting 230 with runners in scoring position, and Dalton Varsho to start the season was dang near atrocious at driving in runs, hitting cleanup. There's where your individual things come in. So, yeah, <laughs> look, it, it is it is a team thing. Those team guys have to get on base. And then that individual or two yeah. needs to drive the team in. It's remarkable. And they're not doing a really good job of it. It's remarkable. How'd I do? You, you did really well. It's remarkable <laughs> how good a team is when it's got a bunch of good individuals. Oh, like it's remarkable how good Boy. the Baltimore Orioles are this year compared to the Baltimore Orioles of last year. Uh, yeah, it is. It's uh, remarkable how much the Yankees stink. Well, actually, they weren't that great last year either. But I mean, they were better than this year. But uh, yeah, the the whole team thing. Um, yeah, I I I know it drives people nuts because we like to think that you know teams. Everybody's a team, and the fact of the matter is. Baseball players and most athletes, they're driven by making as much money as Absolutely. soon as they can. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I would have. Now I don't know this for a fact because I'm not in the clubhouse, but I would assume this time of the year, at least on teams that I were on, most of the time, you'll there'll be one or two guys that you like and want to hang out with, and then there's everybody else. Yeah, exactly. And everybody yeah. else you can't wait to get away from. Yeah. And I think maybe with the way the season, especially offensively and what they didn't do at the trade deadline and how good the pitching's been and, you know, the sort of two pulling in opposite directions. And now you've got a couple of key guys maybe come out and saying out loud that, you know, some dudes need to be playing some catch up. I once had a, uh, uh, I once had a, a oh. I once had a Jays player on a team that wasn't very good at the end of the year. Look at me and say, you know what the best thing about, this being the last game get is to pick your own friends. Yeah, he said tomorrow I get to pick my own friends. You know how many times I've always I've remembered said that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Joel and Barry, you're on Blue Jays talk. 
Hi guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, love love the show. Thank uh, you. Appreciate I appreciate the banter going back and forth between you two. It's absolutely fantastic. Thank um, you. Um, I missed. Uh, I tried to tune in as much as I can, and I missed uh, bit, bit, uh, bits and pieces the last couple of days. So if you guys covered this, I apologize. I also appreciate that uh, Chris Bassett even commented on on this. Um, I think we just we need to uh, recognize and celebrate and appreciate. Uh, Gosman having his 200 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, one, he has done this before. We're not even in the month of September yet. Two, um, we're we're in an age, and it's just the the battle of the beast, the way that it is now. That pitchers aren't going those eight innings, nine innings. They're not finishing a complete game. Uh, I looked up his stats just as I was waiting here, and he's pitched uh, 155 and a third innings in 26 games, which equates to just about six innings per game um i I just i I beg the question if the restrictions weren't on him if he was able to go seven eight innings the odd time finish a complete game would be would we be looking at 250 plus strikeouts no he'd be on the il well well in this day and age probably yeah no i mean honestly uh, listen no the the reason i say that is uh thanks for the call joel our you know our friend caleb joseph pointed out um Kevin Gossman's pitched a ton of innings. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying. I, I I mean, I'm at the point with Kevin Gossman where I'd be, I, I can't say I'd be worried, but he's pitched a lot of innings. And, um, you know, yeah, we should make a big deal about it. 200 strikeouts is, is, a, is a big thing. And look, you know, for all the criticism Ross Atkins gets, and I understand it's just spending money. They've done a really good job. You know, we were ripping Ross Atkins for you say Kikuchi last year. Well, it turned out pretty good. Uh, Chris didn't, Bassett. Didn't last year. Chris Bassett, pretty good signing. Kevin Gossman, pretty good signing. Um, Barrios. Barrios. You know, you made the trade. You made the extension. They've done a really good job, mm-hmm. by and large, with their starting pitching. But, I, listen, I, I get your point. Uh, it is a great accomplishment for Kevin Gossman. He's doing it with two pitches. Like, doing let's, it. Uh, let's not forget that. He's doing it with two pitches. Everybody knows what yeah. he's doing. Everybody knows. you got a 50-50 chance of guessing right. Like, I, And you don't want to chase the split finger. Like You're trying not to chase that thing. And he has all kinds of different speeds on the fastball. Now the fastball is running, and he's trying to correct that. Like There's some things yeah. throughout his season this year that he's made adjustments to and still been able to do what he's done, it's and you know it's that, pretty impressive stuff. And doing it in the American League East, I mean, Amer- that's no joke. I understand it. Well, and doing it in a team that, I mean, he he had the, he has, teams have scored the fewest, he's received fewer run support than any other starting yeah. pitcher in baseball, at least up to two starts ago. So that also gets to the point, nobody in baseball throws as many stressful pitches as Kevin Gossman throws. Because he's only got two, mm-hmm. and his team doesn't score for him, and so I would, uh, you know, I, I I I tend to think that five innings out of Kevin Gossman, five and two thirds innings out of Kevin Gossman is eight innings uh, out of a lot of other guys. And the other thing about the thing about Kevin Gossman that has surprised me this year is he can still reach back and hit ninety eight when he needs it, which I didn't think. Like I, I didn't think he was the guy that could do that, and we've seen him do it at times this year. And um, smart guy's got a good pitching coach. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of other 
there's a bunch of other stuff that's gone on this year with Kevin Gossman that has shown just how important he is he is to this team. Like he is he is he's a dude among dudes in that clubhouse. That's probably that's a lot of important stuff that needed to be said in that clubhouse yeah, yeah. was said by Kevin Gossman, was done by Kevin Gossman. Um there was you know, you talk to people around that organization. There have been a couple of times this year where Kevin Gossman stepped up and uh, took control of some. If you're going to talk, it you got to walk. Interesting situation. Let's just put it that and way. And he has. Jim and Barry, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Mr. Blair and Mr. Barker, I wanted to ask you when do the Toronto Blue Jays get the cojones to decide when a player shouldn't be there, like Mr. Espinal? And I'll tell you, Kirky did a great job last year. He hasn't been good this year. And there's some guys there that just shouldn't be there, and you're not going to win with them. So let somebody get their hand on the, the button here and move some of these guys or put them in the minors, whatever they got to do. But something's got to change. Yeah, I'm and with it's, you. It's just just like the Toronto Maple Leafs, as that gentleman just wanted to talk about. Stop. The management is not doing their job. I'd like to hear your answer. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think it's too I, late. I mean, I, I, who's, yeah, I, who's, who's playing third? I think like, he's talking. Well, I think he's talking about next yeah, year. Absolutely. I think he's talking about uh, next absolutely. year. Absolutely. I don't think Santiago Espinal's back here next year. On the other hand, I was one of those guys who wanted Kevin Biggio turfed out of town like two months they're, ago. They're, and now remember, they're not the reason why this this team no, is not in the playoffs. No, it, you could get rid of Santiago Espinal, and Matt Chapman would still have four RBIs this month or whatever it is. Uh, listen, I. I've said this. 50 on the season. What? Where? Matt Chapman has 50 RBIs on the season. Yeah. It's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, I've said this, and a lot of people didn't like it last year because everybody loved Alejandro Kirk because it's fun to watch him play, and it's kind of neat. I would have traded Alejandro Kirk's ass out of here the day that the playoff game was over. How do you know they didn't try? Oh, I think they did. And I, I think they did, but I think a lot of, there are a lot. I guarantee you, there are at least at the top of my head, there are three gen. There are two general managers I know right now are looking at Alejandro Kirk and going, "Oh my God, did I dodge a bullet?" <laughs> I can. I guarantee you, I know of at least two of them that had an interest, and yeah, I, I know one. And they're sitting yeah. there saying, yeah. "Oh wow, did I? I can't believe it. I was going to give up for that guy." And yeah, I dodged a a major. A major bullet, um, but the call. Listen, the caller's right. There's. It's not just going to be enough to have Chapman, Kiermaier, uh, again, Whitmer. Feel. I don't know. How I feel about that. I'm going to revisit that later. Chapman, Kiermaier, Belt. Um, you wouldn't be mad if they brought Whit back. Just money. No, I no, think that's no. Your, I mean, I if, you're gonna, if, if, if you're going to run a, you if, you, if you're going to run a two hundred and thirty-five, two hundred and fifty yeah. million dollar payroll, if you can do it, what's not going to prevent you from signing somebody? There you go. No, and uh, don't overthink it. Is the point? Yeah, yeah, uh, there you go. yeah. But yeah, Espinal, uh, Kirk. Uh, you know, I, I think you can probably, I think you can probably upgrade uh, there. Although, again, I do have to mention. I know people get tired of hearing it, but. The defensive metrics love Alejandro Kirk. And I guess for me, I I don't know if a combination of Kirk and Jansen is necessarily, I think I need to do a little better 
I can't have the offensive fall off between Jano and Kirk. Like I like Boy. Danny. I think Danny Jansen should be the uh, is the everyday guy anyhow next year. It wouldn't surprise me if the Jays don't talk to him about a, a locking him up for it, a couple of years, uh, and and then bring bring somebody else it, in. It, it is amazing whenever you're asking role players to be the carrier of lineups, how the conversation tends to change. Alejandro Kirk because was an all star last year. Yeah. I'm just saying because of how other players in your lineup are underperforming. Saying, Al, Al, like it is amazing Alejandro how the conversation Kirk, changes. Alejandro Kirk won a silver slugger. Uh, Alejandro Kirk for me, if you're gonna if he's gonna be on your team's hitting eighth and he's playing twice or three times a week. It's like it's not it's not the be all end all here. He it, was, it's, it's just looking that way because of the way Vladdy looks, Kevin, because of the way Chapman's look. No, you're wrong. Yeah, I am. No, no I'm not wrong. Yeah, you are. No, you're just admitted you are. I'm not wrong. Going into the year. Going into the year. Everybody said Alejandro Kirk was an important part of this lineup. Your friend, the manager, said he was one of his dudes. So we can't sit here and say that I mean, Alejandro Kirk was he was going to be in the lineup every day, either as a DH or a catcher, and he was going to be in the middle of the order. So we can't. I mean, he was. I'm not saying I agreed with it. As a matter of fact, you know how I didn't agree with it, but. Again, that's where we are. Jeff Passan tweeting, the New York Yankees are calling up their top two prospects. About time. J- Jason Dominguez and Austin Wells is oh. a catcher. Uh, Jason Dominguez is. I, I am going to say this, though. I'm going to say this. There used to be a thing. We used to laugh about Dodgers pitchers because every year somebody would say, do you see the guy the Dodgers had in Vero Beach, the guy wearing number 89? That's got to be the best arm I've ever seen. My God, we got to get him in a trade. Five years later, the dude's gone. Same thing with Yankees position players, right? Glaber Torres, eh? Miguel Andujar. Oh, they were going to be the new, that was going to be Jeter and Bernie Williams. All those guys, they were going to be fantastic. Luis Severino, the new Andy Pettit and Roger Clemens combined into one. Always keep this in mind when you're talking about Yankees prospects. There's a lot of BS around Yankees prospects. Yeah, they're prospects. young. Again, don't overthink it. They're young. They want the Yankees fans want to see dudes running all over the place. Oh, I think I, I don't blame them. They're athletic. I don't, I don't, That's what they want to see. I don't blame see. them bringing like, them up. Look at the future. Give them, give them a little hope. Maybe. Yeah, boy, isn't that Fingers amazing? Crossed. Yankees fans need hope. I feel so bad for Yankees I fans. I bet you do. Uh, my heart bleeds from the bottom yeah, down. I like the new Jeff. All I got to do is get you talking about Kirky. And here you come. I spent way too much time talking about Alejandro Kirk. Awesome. I really did. I feel bad now. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, That's it for us. Hey, the Jays won 7-0. We should mention that. They did win 7-0. Unfortunately, everybody else involved in the wild card race around them, two of them are winning. And uh, Texas is playing the Mets. So there you go. Uh, Mr. Barker and myself will be back tomorrow from 5 to 7 Eastern on Sportsnet 590, the fan at Sportsnet. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. New and used vehicle prices are rising. Inventory scarce. Avoid the hassle of buying prematurely by making your vehicle last longer with Crown Rust Protection. For a special summer offer on rust protection, visit crown.com today. Mm-hmm.